0: Apocalypse Rock Chapter 4 Pills, Bills, and Butts Doug hurried through the rain toward his office. At the end of the winding gravel lane was a two-story wooden building. All the windows were dark. He looked at the recently painted sign outside his office. No job too small. Douglas Shasta, IT consultant. He'd made the sign's background the same yellow as the one he'd used for his new posters. It was a pretty decent job, he thought. And even though he was definitely not an artist, the glossy black lettering had turned out fine. Not a drip, and all pretty straight. He sighed. Just inside the door, a couple letters lay under the mail slot. He carried them through the cluttered office space to the kitchenette in the back. Doug filled a glass of water and took several small prescription bottles out of the cupboard He fished out two pale yellow oblong pills, a tiny circular blue and another triangular white, then swallowed them all in one gulp. He set the coffee machine going, then took a pack of American spirit cigarettes from the freezer. He pulled one out, the first of three he'd smoked during the day, reluctantly pacing himself toward quitting. He'd kept this smoking schedule rock solid for the past five years. He wedged the cigarette behind his ear and opened the letters. Overdue payment notices. As he pinned them to the little corkboard on the kitchen wall, he let out another yawn, then shook his head to wake himself. Bugs settled at his desk in front of his battered laptop, checked his emails, sipped his coffee, and smoked a cigarette. These days, his money came from fixing private telephone and internet connections, all subcontracted by large telecom companies on the mainland. On the side, he made websites and helped folks with their computers, wi-fi, and basically anything else he could get paid for. Doug tapped away at some emails. He added an installation job to his calendar, one of only three paying jobs he had in the next couple weeks. He opened the top drawer of his desk and took out a small wooden box decorated with indigenous carvings of whales and birds. Out of it, he pulled a plastic bag filled with deep green and purple marijuana buds. He shredded some and rolled up a small joint. Sliding his chair out, Doug cracked open the window opposite his desk and sparked it up. He'd only smoke half of it this morning and save the remainder for the end of the day. Inhaling slowly, Doug looked out into the woods behind his office. He exhaled a flume of bluish smoke through the crack in the window, watching the trees move in the wind and the rain. He leaned back in his chair and closed his eyes, imagining the trees continuing to sway and a small trail cutting through the bush far below the canopy. The sound of raindrops knock against his jacket hood. His feet stepping through wet leaves and twigs, over mud, over water rivulets flowing down the trail. Doug scrambles over mossy rocks and old rotted husks of fallen trees, the desiccated wood crumbling like ashes into the mud under his feet. Up ahead there's a ridge, the sky bright through the black trees. Standing on the ridge is the silhouette of a person. The figure beckons for Doug to approach, a child's voice flat and emotionless, whispers through the woods. In the obscured sky, a moon does float newly, a wishing moon, a sliver of ancient rock, a goddess, a wink. They regret and become hungry when they leave hell starving. They refuse to perform as an actor should they witness the indiscriminate killing of wild dolphin populations. However, that is a myth. As Doug clambers up, his foot kicks something. He stops and looks down. There, glowing dimly in the mud, is a little glass cylinder. Doug bends down to the cold, wet earth and reaches his hand out. It burns. Doug yelped, jerking his hand up. A stinging pain shot through his palm and up his fingers. He'd nodded off after his pills kicked in. The oily ember of his joint singed his fingers. A cold breeze from the window crossed his face and he rubbed his eyes. Doug stared at his phone dumbfounded as it blinked and vibrated on his desk. It was a calendar notification. Slowly, he emerged from his stupor back into the waking world. Apocalypse Rock is written and read by me, Nate Badzinski. For more, go to apocalypserock.xyz. Thank you for listening.